on In Radio, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen, I'm James Cridland, the radio futurologist. This week, the UK's slow road to analogue switch-off. The UK Minister for Digital, Matt Hancock, delivered a video address in last week's Drive to Digital conference in London. The conference is organised by a group called Digital Radio UK. Now, they're the lobbying group. They work for DAB Digital Radio in the UK. Now, DAB, if you don't know what it is, it's free-to-air broadcast radio through an antenna, much like FM, but only digital. It offers listeners much greater choice. It removes the need to tune in by frequency. You just tune in by the name instead. But you do have to buy a brand new receiver. It's around four times more popular than internet streaming, so it's doing not bad. Hancock's half hour included a plea to radio receiver manufacturers to make their sets digital by default. That's a rather political phrase by which he meant that radios which are only capable of analog AMFM should be removed from the shelves. Now, Hancock might have been better being a little bit more specific. He ought to have said that they must offer DAB Plus because, surprisingly, many sets still available in the UK, especially in supermarkets, only deal with DAB. And if you buy one of those digital radios, that results in a device which is rather less future-proof and one that already receives fewer stations than a DAB Plus one. Because the only place that DAB is still in full operation is the UK. Most of Europe has already closed DAB-only transmissions, switching to the more efficient DAB Plus system. Australia didn't even bother with DAB at all. Yet the isolationist UK seems content to keep using an old-fashioned system that means for the majority of stations a less than satisfactory mono experience. Digital Radio UK do have a tick mark system for receivers that is only given to compliance sets and DAB Plus reception is part of that compliance requirement. Yet, the tick mark is a recommendation and not a legal requirement. And many cheaper sets haven't bothered with it. More surprising also was the admission that in the UK, the majority of domestic radios currently sold are still analogue only. Now, in 2017, that's nothing short of amazing. But then the UK has yet to actually commit to switching analogue off. Digital listening, which includes online and the TV, incidentally, is at 48.7% currently. And Hancock repeated that when this figure reaches 50%, which might happen this year, then the government would consider whether to set a timetable for switchover. DRUK's press release also said, if you haven't already guessed this, that he reiterated the need to proceed carefully. And this need to hit 50% is the reason why broadcasters seem happy to continue using old DAB and why they're scared to switch more services to DAB+. Anything that would harm the 50% figure, even if it's ultimately better for listeners, must be avoided at all costs. The promise that the government would only consider switching off analogue It's hardly the clear don't buy an AM FM radio won't work very long story that Hancock wants for the retailers. And you know what? Even that wouldn't be true because the varied broadcast landscape of the UK means that many stations wouldn't actually vacate the FM spectrum anyway since they can't yet be accommodated onto DAB. However, it isn't protecting the consumer to allow analogue-only AM FM sets or even sets incapable of DAB Plus to be sold in stores. 
What government should be doing is that they should be compelling retailers at the very least to slap a big sticker on sets without the tick mark to say this radio is not guaranteed to work after any planned switch off of AMFM. That would be the right degree of consumer protection to inform consumers that they're potentially buying a product that won't work very long. The most ideal thing for Hancock to do would be to stop the sale of any DAB equipment which isn't capable of DAB+, and to clearly announce that AMFM will be progressively switched off from 2020, subject to review. And that review should, I hope, look at the Norwegian experience and see whether it's a good idea, and also to review whether it really is government's place to interfere with commercial broadcasters' business models. I think, personally, that commercial broadcasters should take their cues from the market when it comes to turning off analogue. But then, that's just me, and apparently I must be mad. But anyway, if it's the government's clear intention to turn off AMFM, if they can, they should probably say so. And now would be a good time to do it. You can get my weekly newsletter at james.crid.land and daily podcast news at podnews.net. And, until next time, keep listening.